Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, it was quite a night in Philadelphia last night. Obviously, it's a uh, huge, huge story locally, nationally, even internationally. The chaos, the destruction, the rioting, the looting, uh, insanity. Pure, utter insanity in the city of brotherly love. Absolutely unacceptable, disgraceful, infuriating, and yet we all expected it. That's the amazing part about it. We all expected it yesterday. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is Wednesday, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I will uh, obviously address that as the most pressing story. You've been hearing about it all day, obviously, and you're going to keep hearing about it. But let me just quickly say uh, there's a story that I found today regarding the Central Intelligence Agency utilizing artificial intelligence to sift through an avalanche of public information. It's very, very troubling how the government is still spying on us. It really, it really is. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. And I, I think, you know, well, I hear these stories all the time, and I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, thankful, truly, that the Republicans won the majority in the House so that we can have the Oversight Committee and the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government, because we wouldn't know this stuff was happening. Oh, and also the House Select Subcommittee on the Origins of the COVID-19 Pandemic, which also found that Dr. Anthony Fauci, Asanto Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, you always have to say that by law, obviously, uh, was led in to the CIA, thanks to Road Warrior for sending that my way, was led into the CIA, uh, unescorted, to help them sell the lie, the narrative that COVID-19 came from an undercooked bat burger with a pangolin aioli and a side of raccoon dog fries. Uh, there's so much about the deep state that I need to get into, and I think a lot of it has to do also with what's happening right now with Bob Menendez, Donald Trump, 
and all of these other issues. Because you know that the big story, in addition to the the rioting in Philadelphia last night and the looting, was also is also the fact that every Democrat now has come out and called for Bob Menendez to go. Why? Why are they all calling on Senator Bob Menendez to go? What do you think this is all about? And why is this all happening now? And what does it have to do with Donald Trump? And the answer is everything. Because it's all about giving cover for the investigations in the Trump so that they can turn around and go, no, 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 look, 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 we're totally impartial. We're totally unbiased. And uh, we go after everybody. And all we're, Democrats are not hypocrites. They're all calling on Menendez to go, just like they're calling on Trump to drop out. They're, none of them are hypocrites and blah, blah, blah. That's what the surface of it looks like. But deep down inside, there's Jersey politics at play here. And I know this better than anybody because I've I've lived this my whole life. And King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, his wife is flirting with running for the United States Senate. Uh, Congressman Don Norcross is flirting with running for the United States Senate. There's a number of very powerful Democrats who are all circling like sharks in the water for Menendez's Senate seat, which, of course, will then create a cascade effect of of then who will then take another seat and then the musical chairs game of Jersey politics continues but make no mistake about it i mean menendez is guilty and he's going down he really is but they've known the guy was guilty for years they've known the guy was a crook for years why do they wait till now to go after him and i don't think that's a coincidence i think the reality is that they want to be able to say see see it's so we, we go after everybody it's not just trump we're not weaponized we're not a weaponized department of justice but let's not forget something Bob Menendez years ago criticized Barack Obama for the Iran nuclear deal. That was the first time that the feds went after him shortly after that. Again, they all knew the guy was corrupt. Everybody knows Menendez is corrupt. Everybody. But they went after him shortly after that. Recently, he comes out and he says, hey, you know, the $6 million ransom, quote unquote, ransom payment, which, of course, is definitely not a ransom, even though we got prisoners out of the deal. That's unacceptable, too. Menendez on the foreign side has actually come out and said some things that make him sound almost like a Republican criticizing the Afghanistan withdrawal, criticizing a lot of foreign policy maneuvers. That's one aspect of it for sure. And don't let that be lost upon you as Democrats throughout our region, including Senator John Fetterperson, call on him to step down. I have, I have no idea what Casey said. Casey doesn't speak. So, you know, maybe the lesser Casey will come out and say something at some point. Maybe he already has. Who knows? The guy makes no news. He's just a boring waste of space. But he is the senator, at least until hopefully next year when he's taken out in the general election of November of 2024. Tonight is the Republican debate. The question is, how will Republicans respond to all the crime that's going on in this country? What will they say about it? And will Donald Trump uh, overstage everybody tonight at the second Republican debate? He's not going to be there, as you know, but he will be doing an event. And possibly with the United Auto Workers, he'll be doing something that will get a lot of media attention, as he always does. And is this Ron DeSantis's last chance, really, to shine as the alternative to Trump? There's still a significant number of the Republican establishment that wants to stop Trump from becoming the nominee. They've written a lot of checks to the Florida governor, and they're all kind of saying, you know what? Uh, listen, Gov, this is kind of your last chance here. you got to impress us tonight. Otherwise, we're going to go candidate shopping and maybe we'll tap Nikki Haley, who's now basically tied with you in New Hampshire. Maybe we'll we'll recruit somebody else like uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin to run. But tonight's really your last chance here and you better do something to shine.
But what will the Republicans on the stage talk about tonight if the issue of the rioting and looting that came up in Philadelphia last night, which, all, by the way, the entire city was, I mean, virtually no part of the city was spared last night except, thank God, Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies obviously won and we you know we'll now enter red october very very happy but it, it was everywhere in the roosevelt mall it was, it was everywhere and right in the heart of center city right in the heart of the business district there were restaurants and shops and 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 kind of the hub of center city commerce right there boom on video on social media people bragging about it talking about it meatball is now beyond you know meatball was at one point a nickname for ron DeSantis. it's now uh attributed to one of the looters last night in philadelphia meatball so whenever you think about meatball now you'll have an entirely new image in your mind that will come up and it's 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 heartbreaking and it's disheartening but it's not surprising and everybody knew this was going to happen yesterday we all talked about it happening i feel bad for the cops i really do i i i can only imagine their frustration having to deal with this we all know the reason why it's like somebody asked me today, they said, why do you think this keeps happening in Philadelphia and what could be done about it? I said, well, you know, I mean, they voted for Krasner again, despite knowing the guy was a was a was a, a lawless uh, goon. And and Kenny, the mayor, I mean, the two of them last night threw gasoline on the fire when they both came out. And they said that after the judge threw out all the charges against the Philadelphia police officer, Mark Dial, they said, you know, this is not justice. We demand justice. And so, you know, they they completely threw gasoline on the fire, but they want to. I mean, guys like Krasner, guys like Kenny, they're not happy until the city is, is, is burnt to the ground. Jim Kenny, the mayor of Philadelphia, is vetoing a bill that would block quote-unquote, safe injection sites. I put the quotes around the safe because there's nothing safe about, you know, shooting up with heroin, but safe injection sites in Philadelphia. He's not happy until he can do everything he possibly can to destroy the city. And, you know, a number of people have, have tweeted me and said, you know, look, this is who they voted for, the people of Philadelphia. Get what you get, and elections have consequences. And I understand all that. I do. But at the very same time, I'm not just going to dismiss it as they elected these guys because it's so much deeper than that. It goes so much deeper. These These are not your average garden variety Democrats. I mean, Larry Krasner, the mindset of this guy, this progressive Marxist cancer on Philadelphia is a cancer that's uh, spreading throughout the entire country right now. And it's all behind something that James Carville said on Bill Maher's podcast. He said, you know, the the, the lefties today, the the, the Western lefties, they're, they're insane people with all of their constructs and their elitism and they're the party of the faculty lounge and the coastal elites. Like, for example, you know, if you sit around at a faculty lounge at some uh, pr- prestigious university and you talk about the merits of a safe injection site you'll have all these people pontificating about how that's really the answer to the drug epidemic and we can save people's lives and blah 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 and you know they'll sit around their their tweed jackets and their pipes i don't know if they actually have pipes but you know and they'll talk about all this stuff but they don't have to live next to a safe injection site they don't have to worry about one in their neighborhood it's like woke lefties on the main line don't ever have to worry about a safe injection site coming to their neighborhood they they never have to worry about that and it's the same thing with with uh, whether it's you think of the most lefty area you can think of and all their constructs and ideas about social justice and racial justice and racial equity they don't they don't have to look the people of west philadelphia in the eye when they're worried about their kids getting shot in the crossfire when they're sitting in a faculty lounge talking about the merits of defunding the police or how the police are at the, uh, you know, the, the, the beginnings of uh, racial oppression in this country and blah, blah, blah. None of their theories 
actually measures up to real life. It doesn't because it's all a bunch of academic BS. The reality of life is very different from what these people espouse. But unfortunately, the the ideas behind them are now in office because George Soros, as much as the guy is a monster, is no dummy. And he saw the way to take over this country a long time ago. He did. He figured it out. You know, he said, I want America to be a Marxist utopia. And in order to do that, I need to tear America apart. I need to tear it down and then rebuild it. And this is what guys like him think. And he realized, you know, the president of the United States can only do so much. You know what I mean? Congress people, they can only do so much. But if you start electing people at the local level, as district attorney, for example, as mayor, as city council people, and if all these people get there and they all have the same wacky ideas of of racial justice and social oppression and blah, 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 you know, all the stuff that sounds good in a textbook, and then they put it all into practice, by doing things like saying, well, we're not going to prosecute for quality of life crimes. And who the hell are we to tell people they can't, can't camp out on the streets? And, and who the hell are we to arrest people for having illegal guns? You know, back in 2021, the Philadelphia Inquirer did a story. On and the uh, the story is pretty pretty uh, amazing. It talks about how arrests in illegal gun stops are up, but prosecutions are down. They plummeted from about seventy percent down to about uh, somewhere in the low fifties since Larry Krasner became district attorney. And Reason.com, the libertarian site, actually did a story about this. And they said, Larry Krasner, the district attorney, sees little value and much injustice in gun possession arrests. And he talks about the fact that people are disproportionately going to be stopped if they uh, have illegal guns if they're black. And so what's going to happen is you're going to wind up pitting the community against the police. And so he doesn't think that arresting people for illegal guns and prosecuting them is a good idea. He'd rather go to the heart of the problem, the NRA, the Second Amendment, uh, going after gun manufacturers. I mean, again, it's academic nonsense. And so he doesn't see value, really. I mean, he said he said all this. He doesn't see value in arresting people with illegal guns because they really, they really haven't done anything yet. They just have an illegal gun on them. That's his argument. And so if you wind up then having encounters where police pull people over and they encounter people and then one of those people has an illegal gun and it happens to be black, well, you're, you're, just, you're just pushing the systemic racism, blah, blah, blah. So what happens? Well, I mean, it was Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw at the time who said there's no incentive for people to not be criminals in this city. They're going to get arrested and they're going to be back on the streets. It's like it's not very hard to think about, not very difficult to think about what happened last night in Philadelphia. What's the disincentive to rioting and looting in this city? Yeah, you're going to get arrested, but you're going to be out. You're going to be back on the streets. I mean, Krasner views you as a victim of racial oppression, of societal oppression, capitalist oppression. And all you're doing is giving voice to the oppression by smashing windows and stealing iPhones and stealing shoes and everything else. And and, and, and then you have people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, another, another genius who belongs in a textbook, who comes out and says, well, I mean, some of these people, they're just trying to get bread to feed their kids. You know, they're just trying to feed their families. As if we don't have all these social programs and a giant social safety net to help people if they really can't feed their kids. 
Of course, it's a lie. It's a lie to push the narrative that the violence is excusable because she also wants to see the country tear itself apart and then be rebuilt in her Marxist utopian vision. Do not for a second underestimate what I mean when I tell you that these people want to see America smoldering in flames and burnt to the ground. I am not exaggerating and it's not hyperbole. If you want to look at systems throughout history and how you've you've rebuilt them you first have to tear them down and you tear them down through a variety of different methods you know i'll give you the analogy from um raz al ghul in batman begins you know when he talks about the league of shadows how their whole idea was to go into these places and ransack them and burn them to the ground because they're just the the uh, violence had gotten and the corruption had gotten too much and so well here you have bruce wayne uh, as he's going through his training arguing that you know gotham is not beyond saving and they're saying bruce come on look around this place it's totally corrupt man there's violence everywhere it's a mess you just got to burn it down tear it down but for krasner it's not because he thinks that the violence is out of control violence is a means to get a city to tear itself apart he really is like a supervillain, like raz al ghul in that sense you know you tear it down and then you rebuild it and you and, and 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 why would you punish people who are the victims of capitalism and capitalist largesse larry krasner is a marxist he believes capitalism is to blame so for him everybody who was uh, who was rioting and destroying property last night in philadelphia they're just victims of the system, and that system needs to go. And this is how you achieve that end. You achieve it that way. And it's so out of touch with, with reality, and it's so out of touch with common sense that you almost have to take your brain out of your head, really, to process it. But that's because you and I live in the real world. We don't live in a textbook. We don't live in academia. We don't live behind constructs. We live in reality. You know, there's, there's, there's book sense and street smarts, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid all the time. And my dad's a cop, right? So, I mean, he, he understood that first and foremost. It's one thing to learn a lot of things in books, but you've got to understand street smarts. Well, take that to the next level of street smarts and realize that there are people behind this movement of crime and violence who believe this is the natural course of events. George Soros is no dummy. He's got a lot of money, and he wants to make sure that district attorneys are in place who will not prosecute people for having things like illegal guns and quality of life crimes uh, and for things like rioting and looting because all of these things will help one day destroy the social fabric, and then he can rebuild it to their liking. There's, it's, it's not a mistake either that we have a massive illegal immigration problem in this country. This is also by design. You know, you have this invasion going on. It'd be very easy to stop, but instead of stopping it, it's still going on. Why? Well, it's not because the federal, federal government doesn't understand what's happening. It's not because they don't have a way of knowing. I mean, this is not, you know, 1807 where we just haven't sent enough people down there in stagecoaches yet. They don't want to stop it. This is how you're going to remake America. You're going to rebuild America in their vision. But first, you have to accomplish all these things. Yeah, it's very easy to look at the, the rioting, the looting, the destruction of stores and property and think, okay, this is, this is, these are criminals and this is a sickness. Yes, but, but who's behind all of this? Who's the, the, the evil villain mastermind behind this destruction of societal's, society's fabric? And it's, it's, it's people like George Soros and people like Larry Krasner and people like Jim Kenney. They are very angry, bitter people. And they believe, and Kenny's not smart enough to really, I mean, he just does what he's told, but Krasner's a smart guy. 
guy. Soros is a very smart guy. They know what they're doing. They're not, they're not, this isn't a mistake that this is happening. They knew exactly what they were going to do yesterday when they said that when the judge threw the charges out against Officer Mark Dial, that this was not justice and they were demanding justice. They knew exactly what the encoded messages were. The encoded messages were go ahead, go have fun, time to party, time to do what you got to do. Because this is how we're going to destroy America. This is how we're going to achieve that. Look, there's no question in my mind that we are watching America change. We are at the precipice right now of America changing forever for good. And the the disconnect here between people who might vote Democrat and the Democrats in charge of the Democrat Party today could not be more clear. Honestly, there are people who realized a long time ago, all right, we have a two-party system, and even though we're socialists and we're Marxists, the Democrat Party is going to be the vehicle that we we travel in. Not the first time they've done this. They did this back in the 19-teens, too. You know, the word Marxist was very unpopular in Europe, and so they called themselves progressives. But it was the same mindset. It was the same thinking of Woodrow Wilson and his ilk and FDR and his ilk, and it is the same thinking today. It's not a surprise. None of this is a surprise to any of us. We all see it with our own eyes. But a lot of people are afraid to call it out. And that's also part of the idea. You know, the more they can scream racism, the the less likely you are to want to talk about it. You know, God forbid you get painted with that brush. Larry Krasner won't prosecute people for having illegal guns because he believes that they're victims of something else. The Second Amendment, the NRA, the gun manufacturers, society, capitalism, etc. And the argument is, well, they haven't really done anything. They just happen to have a gun on them that's illegal. Now, I mean, a, a common sense person would turn around and say, yeah, but don't you think if you got them off the streets because of the illegal gun, then they're not going to commit a crime because they're not on the streets? And if you sent them away, maybe that would also be a deterrent for other people to not have illegal guns. If you prosecuted people who actually went after the police, if you prosecuted people who were urinating on buildings in the middle of Rittenhouse Square, if you actually did these things, don't you think they'd be a disincentive and that they would maybe clean up the city little by little like other cities have done? But they don't want to. They're not interested in doing that. That's why the cops in this city have such a difficult job because they are trying to to, to do something uh, when they have the their their the power structure doesn't want them to do it. They're trying to fight crime when the power structure doesn't want them to fight crime because crime is the means by which they're just going to tear society apart and rebuild it. Karl Marx wrote about this in, in the Communist Manifesto. He talks about why we have crime. We have crime because of the haves and the have-nots. And the answer to crime is to make sure that everybody shares. Everybody gets the same. You know, everybody's on the bread line together and nobody has to steal bread. This is how these people think and what they believe. And the real criminals are the people who are the billionaires and the millionaires and the corporations. And who cares if an Apple store gets looted when the CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, is a billionaire? I mean, who cares if Lululemon gets gets looted when... And all those C-suite executives, who, by the way, are all woke, they're all making so much more money than the average worker. Who cares? It's a good thing. It's a good thing this is happening because it shines a spotlight on in, in, in inequity. Inequity. How many times you hear the word equity, right? You hear that all the time. The rioting, the looting, the destruction, these are all means by which they can bring up and highlight inequity so that they can one day achieve equity for society. They have a very strong plan here. They really do. 
And what I'm worried about is, are we at the point now where we've just gone too far and it's just impossible to dial all this back? Because when they took over the Democrat Party, they also took it over at the local level as well. And so, yeah, people keep voting for this. They keep voting Democrat for a lot of different reasons. And they're not waking up to this fact. But the Democrat Party today is not even close to being anything resembling a Democrat Party of even a few years ago. It's why you have guys like Ed Rendell and Michael Nutter and Seth Williams coming out and saying, Larry Krasner's the problem. Larry Krasner's the problem. And it's the reason why you have Sherelle Parker now as the nominee, as the Democrat for mayor, because they're recognizing what the problem is. But that disconnect is very, very real. It's very real. And these people are about destruction destroying society to rebuild it in their marxist utopian vision i know that sounds crazy but it's not it's actually what their goal is it's actually what they're trying to do and they're they're succeeding i mean that's the scary part about it just look at the border look at what happened last night they're they're succeeding 855-839-1210 on twitter at rich zioli that's why the presidential election is going to matter so much it really will in a lot of different ways but um we also have to deal with the local level because Soros infiltrated the local level of politics. And until we deal with that problem, we're never going to really be able to fix the problem. And we just can't simply say America's over. We just, I refuse to allow that to be the case. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We got a big show today. A lot to talk about. A lot of audio from last night. Your reaction as well. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Caught stealing, but back on the streets. Welcome to the new reality. Caught stealing, but back on the streets because the people doing it are actually doing a favor. They're helping out. They're helping to collapse the system. Uh, You know, Malcolm X warned people about democrats he did he he warned about liberals he warned about democrats not really liberals as much but but democrats the democrat party and how it would oppress and how it was oppressing black people in this country if you're somebody who believes the nonsense that larry krasner espouses about race right so in other words his his theory his thesis is we're not going to encourage a policy whereby we go after illegal guns because disproportionately you're more likely to be black and have an illegal gun now if you believe that theory, that's like saying if you go to um, like a very white part of America, you know, say you're down in Appalachia or Appalachia, whatever they call it, and you go, we're not going to go after white people for, for making crystal meth. 
Okay, because it's disproportionately white. I mean, there are certain areas where, based on the the makeup of of a population, people might be more likely to commit crimes based on their race. So, if you look at it that from that perspective, you go, "Well, yeah, a bunch. Of, I can't. We're not going to arrest people for meth because they're all white and it's racist." You would never actually think that way, but but Krasner does when it con- concerns illegal guns. He, he he says to Reason Magazine, you know, disproportionately people who have illegal guns are black. So they're more likely then to encounter the police. And if the police are looking for illegal guns, that's going to undermine what we're trying to do here to build trust in the community. That's a bunch of BS. And what do you say to black people who live in violent parts of Philadelphia, which is basically all Philadelphia now, uh, that, listen, you know, we don't really care about you and the safety of your family. We don't care if your son or daughter gets shot in the crossfire. We don't care if your kid dies of fentanyl. We don't We don't care about you as long as we don't look racist enforcing a policy, which is the law, by the way, that you can't have an illegal handgun. You can't have a legal gun. So we'd, we'd rather not look racist. And so we know that these people are going to be on the streets with illegal guns. And yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you might be the ones that they're destroying. It might be your neighborhood they're destroying. But that's that's really we don't want to really go after the criminals because we don't really think that they are unless they do something criminal. You turn around and go, wait a second, wait a second. I thought having a legal gun is criminal. No, 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 no. That's just you have just that's just an illegal gun. You haven't done anything with it yet. You haven't you haven't committed a crime with it. And you, you scratch your head, you go, but, but, but yeah, but that's the idea. Get them, get, arrest them now when they have an illegal gun so they can't use the illegal gun in the commission of a crime. Krasner's not interested. He's not interested in doing that. And in fact, he points out, he, he, he comes up with all these statistics and he says, because again, like guys like him, they love statistics and they love, they go, well, yeah, but statistically speaking, the number of people who actually commit crimes in the city um, who have illegal guns have never been arrested before for those illegal guns. So uh, it's a myth to say that the people with illegal guns are committing the crimes. And you go, that makes absolutely no sense. And, and also, too, how many people are not arrested for committing like murder in Philadelphia because the crimes go unsolved? It's 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 a it's a bigger problem, but if if you address everything as a racial injustice, a societal injustice, inequity, you're always going to look at it through this lens of madness and chaos, because you're you're never going to look at criminals as as problems. You're going to look at them as victims. I've been saying this stuff for years. I mean, this is nothing new. I've been saying saying this for years, but. What's interesting is that the Democrat Party now is running into a brick wall. That brick wall is that there are voters now who have figured out that the Democrat Party stands for this stuff. So let me play a couple clips here. First of all, this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez justifying rioting and looting, really looting in this particular clip. She's justified both, of course. But here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Matt, I sent you this earlier today, justifying why people loot, for example. Take a listen. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Shoplift some bread or go hungry at night. Now that's a bunch of BS, obviously. If you really can't feed your family, there's there's a gigantic social safety net there for you and your family, especially in places like Philadelphia. I mean, she knows that, but... That's that's again, it's a, it's a reason to justify lawlessness and violence. It's the same thing about, you know, you go into a pharmacy, right? You walk into a pharmacy 
and you see the diapers are under lock and key or baby formula is under lock and key. And you might look at that and you go, that, oh, that's heartbreaking. I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like to not be able to feed your family or put diapers on your kid. Well, obviously, you there are ways you can get help to be able to feed your children and put diapers on them. But the reason why these things are locked up is because they happen to be the most shoplifted items in a store that's the reason why they're locked up now is that because people really can't feed their kids without stealing these things and society just misses that point or is it because the people that are stealing that are also stealing other things and this is why when you see at one point it used to just be formula and diapers and now it's formula diapers um shaving cream toothbrushes razors the more you can steal the less you have to spend the money that you have on other things so if you can steal these things from pharmacies and other places well then you have more money to buy other things it's not very complicated the idea that there's really going to be any child in this country who's starving because the mother can't really afford formula or can't afford to put a diaper on that kid is ridiculous it's a ridiculous notion it's not why people steal those items they steal those items because they can and then they can use money to purchase other things and this is the way a lefty looks at it though is that they're just victims and so okay they'll justify stealing formula and diapers today and tomorrow it's razors i mean they got to shave and tomorrow it's clothes well they got to put clothes on and you know and it goes well why shouldn't they have an iphone and why 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 shouldn't they have a television and they got to entertain their kids too and their kids can't be alone see the more you go down this road the more you can justify everything literally being free and part of the social safety net I mean, come on, you know, they don't have childcare, so the kids got to watch TV, so they have to steal a television. I mean, they got to they gotta steal a television. And before you know it, you've justified giving away everything to people because the alternative is they steal it. And so the stores then are faced with a, with a choice. Do we put everything under lock and key where literally you walk in and you can't get anything without having to go to a clerk and have that clerk walk over and unlock something and hand it to you? Is that what we end up doing or do we just shut our doors and get the hell out of here? And what they're doing is they're saying we're going to shut our doors and get the hell out of here, which also hurts the community because now you don't have a store anymore. So these places, a lot of these these neighborhoods are already food deserts. Now you don't have any retail shops left either. It's a destructive moment in society. But again, it's not an accident that they're hoping that this is what happens. And there's a reason why you're allowed to steal a certain amount of money, a certain amount of goods in in big cities in this country before you'll actually get prosecuted over it. There's a reason for that. It's that same mindset. Well, they just, they need it. They need it. Who are you to tell them that they can't steal bread for their family? They got to feed their family. It's a lie. We have created in the United States of America a gigantic social safety net, but it's not enough. And it won't be enough until everybody in America everybody is on some form of a government entitlement everybody and the more that you can argue that people are shoplifting the more that you can argue that the things are being stolen is the more you can make the case of society's inequities really you can crack down on shoplifting very easily if you wanted to you would just arrest people for shoplifting and you'd send them to prison over it But do you really want to crack down on shoplifting? No, you don't. Not if you're AOC. Not if you're Kenny. Not if you're Krasner. Not if you're George Soros. No. These individuals who are going in and stealing things are highlighting society's inequity. And the only answer to that is to give out more 
more goods, to give things away, to, to make things more equitable. This is what they're trying to achieve for America. They are trying to turn this country into a Marxist utopia where you don't ever have to worry about bread because you just go in line and you just get your bread. Interestingly enough, you know, the analogy she uses, and she's not smart enough to figure this out, but the entire premise of the character of Jean Valjean from Les Mis, he was arrested for stealing bread through a window to feed his uh, his sister's kids. That was that was a long time ago. Nobody has to steal bread in America anymore to eat. Nobody. Of course, that was France, but you get the point. I mean, nobody has to steal bread. It's not why people steal bread. If they steal bread, it's because they're stealing other things, and then whatever money they don't have to spend on bread, they can then spend on something that's harder to steal. It's not complicated. And when opportunities arise where people have the opportunity to get things without paying for them, people will do it unless there's something called a disincentive, i.e. you get arrested and you go to jail for doing it. Crime is very rational if you think about it. Why the hell should I have to work? Why should I have to work when I can just get things? Why should I have to worry about busting my ass all day, going to a job, and not that I do, but, you know, other people, and then I got to worry about doing that when I can just take it? You know what I mean? I just take it. And the only reason that keeps private property from being taken by other people who haven't earned it and don't have the means to purchase it is, is, is the law. That's it. That's the one thing that holds it all together is just the law. The minute that you just simply turn around and say the law doesn't matter anymore, we're not prosecuting people for that, then the whole thing crumbles and private property rights disappear. And oh, by the way, that's not an accident. America was founded on individual liberty, yes, but also private property rights. People don't talk about this enough. Our country was founded on private property rights. It's essential that we fight for them. That's why when you have court decisions like Kelo, for example, where they rule that the government can come in and take your home away from you in order to build a a, a Rite Aid or something like that because it's better for the community. It was an outrageous, outrageous decision. It's criminalizing government theft. America was built on private property rights, but how how do you enforce private property rights if you don't have people enforcing the law that will prosecute people if they steal your stuff? Those goods in Target don't belong to society. They belong to Target. Target purchased them from the suppliers and the manufacturers and then is selling them to you. But if you don't enforce the law that says you can't steal that private property because the people who enforce the laws, I mean not the cops, but the people at the hierarchy, don't believe you have any right to tell people they can't have access to that stuff because they're just victims of capitalism, then the whole system crumbles. And that's the idea. That's literally the idea. I know I got to take a break, but here's James Carville talking about social constructs and uh, constructs, and I think he nails it here. Take a listen. It's 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 a lot what we were just saying before about people have to be able to talk to each other, even if you don't completely agree. The other person is not a deplorable. I get it. Like I would See, never. I would some never. Some of them are. Of course deplorable. they are. Some of yeah, them are. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's true. And some people on the left are deplorable. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I find the left to be just annoying. Exactly. They're, just, they're, they're more than just not deplorable. They're just annoying. Exactly. And the Western far left is habitually the most stupid, naive people you can imagine. And they come up with these really goofy constructs and it's all about feeling 
Feeling. Feeling good about yourself. Yeah, well, just feeling, as opposed to like free speech. Like if your feelings are hurt, that's more important than free speech. Constructs, social constructs. This is exactly the idea, the exactly the idea uh, behind the thinking of people like Soros, Krasner, Kenny, uh, et cetera, et cetera. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. It's a busy, busy show today. Busy afternoon. I got a lot of audio of the chaos last night in Philadelphia. Uh, don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, we got a uh, lot to chat about today. Tonight's the uh, the debate, obviously. We'll talk about that as well. And I've uh, got a couple good guests coming up, too, on the show today. Let me just play. I want to play a little audio for you. This is uh, Philadelphia's interim commissioner last night on the looters, John uh, Stanford. John Stanford. Um, I was very impressed by a lot of the things he said last night. Uh, cut number one. What we had tonight was a bunch of criminal opportunists take advantage of a situation and make an attempt to destroy our city. And so, and, and again, it's not going to be tolerated. Uh, we made arrests and we will continue to make arrests until we have uh, all of the individuals or a number of the individuals that have been responsible for what we've seen tonight uh, in custody. It's disgusting, to be very honest, right? And to see what our city went through um, in 2020 and to have um, you know, some individuals try to recreate that same type of energy tonight is, is disgusting. And, and again, at the end of the day, we're gonna press on until we're able to get those folks in custody um, because again, it, it, it has no space in the city and, and there are too many people that worked hard in the business community, too many people throughout communities in this city um, that don't deserve the, the, that type of behavior. You know, I mean, he's going they're going to arrest him. They already have 49 adults and three juveniles arrested in 76 total incidents. Steve Keeley tweeting this out from Fox 29, including a northeast Philly car lot where seven vehicles were stolen. Just one was recovered so far. They'll arrest him. The question is, will they actually be prosecuted? And will the prosecutions actually stick by design? They probably won't. Remember, these are victims. These are these are these these individuals who did this last night from the police commissioner's mindset. They're criminals. Yes. And he's absolutely right. That's how cops view it. But Krasner views them as victims who are just expressing their outrage and also the fact that they don't have enough as everybody else because capitalism has denied them. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying that's how they view it. That's how they view this stuff. Here's the Philadelphia police last night. They arrest the live stream looter. This actually was a thing last night. This woman was live streaming as she was looting. Cut two. Why are we just recording? What the fuck for? They want me Don't bad. Sharon, I'm just fixing the last thing. Just me and Oh, yeah, they going to pass. We fixing the gas. Oh, they coming near me. I told you. Yeah, they stopping us. They stopping us. I told you I'm not seeing him. Back up, bro. We're getting gas. No, 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 bro. Yes. We're getting gas. Yo, what are y'all doing? We don't got nothing to do with this. We're getting gas. Get out the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. CNN's uh, chief law enforcement and intelligence analyst, John Miller, last night, uh, or this morning on CNN, was discussing what was happening there. Made a lot of uh, important points to know. Cut number three. Why is this happening, and is it connected in some way? Well, what we saw um, in New York when we had the two nights of looting after the George Floyd protests were very similar, which is we had protesters marching in protesters. 
the looters came in caravans of cars. They were working in sophisticated communications networks. They had lookouts on scooters. They weren't there to protest. They were there to steal. They were talking about, you know, we're here to get paid. Um, in Philadelphia, you see the protests they had yesterday. These weren't the protesters. These were young, young kids, uh, teenagers, early 20s. Same thing, caravans of vehicles, um, a plan to go hit specific stores and get specific goods. They were able to kind of fly under the protest radar, maybe as part of it, but that's according to the police commissioner of Philadelphia, not what they were there for. Um, okay, I know this is the issue in California. I don't know if it's the law in, in Philly, and they also showed Minneapolis where this has been happening. In California, if it's under $1,000 worth of goods taken, it's a misdemeanor. And so there are some who argue that by having that law in place, it just doesn't put a stop to this. Is that the case in all these cities? Is that part of this? Poppy, I think it is. And, you know, the litmus test there is where is this happening? And you're seeing this kind of, uh, you know, looting happening. I mean, uh, shoplifting and organized retail theft happen in uh, places like New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. Um, if you look at where Target closed nine stores yesterday, four stores in San Francisco, stores in Seattle, stores in Portland, stores in New York. Um, these are places where bail reform laws, criminal justice reforms have taken the inside of a jail cell out of the equation. So shoplifting is a crime where a judge can't set bail. Think about this. In New York City, there are just over 300 people who have between them 4,000 arrests. 70% of them are not in jail, and they account for 30% of all shoplifting in New York. This is actually their job. They go out to steal every day, and that has gone up significantly because they know getting put in jail is not in the equation any longer because of the laws that say it's a no-bail offense, and DA's policies are they don't want people in custody for what they call nonviolent crimes. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly right. Here's another clip, and I think he really, really hits this home here with this concept, okay? This is shopping without money. Cut four. Interestingly, they did a survey of stores, the Retail Federation, uh, in 22, that said uh, 81% of their store associates feel that the people stealing are becoming more violent and aggressive when mm -hmm. confronted. And... 54% of them feel that this bail reform where they have shoplifters telling them there's nothing you can do and I'm, and I'm not going to jail is a factor there. So is it going up as dramatically as some of these stories portray? If you look at it nationally, that's a harder statistic to grapple with. But if you look at where it's going up significantly, it's going up in cities uh, where you have these policies and people who realize this is just like shopping without money. He said it quite well, quite well. Big four o'clock hour coming up, including Brown University honors a cop killer who we all know very, very well, Mumia. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.